Welcome everybody, share number 123. Getting back to our Hilchitz Brachai. So, so we spoke about in the past that it's very important that one, when they're, they make the bracha, they eat the food, they chew, they should swallow something, some part of the food. Um, so the, it's interesting to note that the Shulchan Aruch Rav brings down in Simen Kuf Samach Zayin Sif Test that he says, Even while one is chewing that first bite, they made the bracha, they put the food in the mouth, very good. They're chewing that first bite. Um, even while they're chewing, until they swallow, if they spoke out, while they're chewing that first bite, and they... The person spoke out in reference to something else before they actually swallowed. It's c- coming into a question, according to some poets. It's, uh, it's questionable whether one would, might even have to make over another bracha. In general, we don't make over a bracha, but that's how far it goes. That there are actually poets can hold that it might be a question of making over a bracha. Um, so he says, interesting fact, as the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, Sharei HaBracha, when one makes a bracha on the food, Einoi Ela Al Habalia, it's really, it's going on that which one swallows, Veloi Al Halisa, not which, that which one chews. Now we're not talking about chewing gum um, or, or a candy, that's a separate issue, but a regular food that goes on the swallowing um, itself, Shalois, one is chewing, Veinei Beleia, and one is um, not swallowing, Ein Tzarech Levarech. We're going to see that there's times that one wouldn't might not even have to make a bracha. They just chew to taste something. Okay, we're not going to get into that right now, but it's not oh, it's not so posh to say in all cases that one would, must make a bracha if they don't swallow. Again, it's a machleikis, so one has to be very, very careful that they make the bracha, they put the food in their mouth, they chew, and before they actually talk out or do anything else or make some sort of a hefzik to make sure to swallow at least, uh, you know, a small little piece, chew the piece and swallow a small little piece from that first bite before they actually talk out or make some sort of a hefzik. And the Shulchan Aruch Rav says another interesting thing, also he says, that one should be careful not to start walking around until they actually swallow that first bite. Why? When one starts walking around from one place to another, it's running into a shaila of a hefsik and interruption. And before one actually swallows, it's, it becomes already questionable when, whether the bracha... Uh, you know, it is chal on that food or not. So one should make sure, again, they make a bracha, they sit down, make a bracha, swallow at least the first bite, and then go do what you have to do if need be. Oh, but there is one exception, tells us the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, and we'll see in the Eitzor, the Sefer Eitzor Lachas. Um, when would one possibly be able to make a hefzig? If it's taka in conjunction with the needs of the food itself or the bracha for making the food. For example, so then he says, Then a taka would be um, to make this hefzig. What, what are we talking about? What type of a case? In other words, let's say one doesn't have a choice. Kagain, for example, um, the food, let's say, is in one place, and they, for whatever reason, cannot take the food. They're in a house, and there's a couple of rooms. They, they, they're in, they're, they go right next door to the, not next door, not out of the house, but in a, a different room. 
and the food is on the table in the other room. Now, in the other room, there's a problem to make the bracha. Either somebody is not dressed the right way, or there's a smell, or something along those lines. So that's what he says. And, and one would not, halachically, not be allowed to make a bracha. And for whatever reason, they cannot take that food into the other room, whereby they would be allowed to make a bracha. So that's what he says. The person would not be, uh, halachically, is not allowed to make the bracha where the food is, because of whether somebody's not dressed right, or there's a smell, or the like, or there might be a dirty, where again, you know, something is, is not uh, smelling right over there. Since the person cannot take that food into the other room, there's no, he can't eat otherwise. Then it would be considered like they would be allowed to make the brach in the other room um, and then go eat the food right away, not to, not to stop waiting, but make the bracha in the other room quickly and then run, go and go ahead and eat the food. In other words, when they make the bracha, halachically they make it, there's no smell in the other room and then the, there's nobody not dressed the right way in the other room. They go make the bracha there quickly and then quickly run back to the other room and eat the food. So that's what he says to Shulchan Aruch As long as the two places, the two rooms, those two places whereby one one room where the food is and the other place um, uh, that they're both in one house. The two rooms, the, the room, in other words, where the food is and the other room whereby the person's making the bracha. It's all right there. It's mamashol in one house. But if a person's going to start running, you know, well, uh, I, I, I'm in this house and in this house it smells like I can't make the bracha. I logically can't make the bracha. So I'll leave my food here and then I'll go to next door to my neighbor, make the bracha, then run back. No, no, that shouldn't be done. It's only whereby we'll let you do such a thing um, whereby... It's, you know, two roo- two rooms under the same roof, and he's going to run over quickly and just in the other room, make the bracha, and then run and, and start eating the food. Thank you for listening. Aslach and bracha, cult of.